Warrior Woman, I am on day 23 of my cycle and I am sitting in the sun recording this intro to this week's episode on the Warrior School podcast. My guest today has been on the podcast twice. This is her third time. She is one part East West healing. But a lot of you might know her as one part the real food gangsters. Janine Rubin helps tired and confused women restore their thyroid with food. Actually, she does a lot more than that, uh, which we're going to talk about today. And she's been in this work for over 20 years. And I really wanted to chat to her about women and training. So we sat down and we did a whole episode on this because often when we both start working with women, they've had enough. They come to us and they're tired, confused, and pretty much ready to kill themselves, trying to get stronger and healthier and to get the results that they want in their training. So in this episode today, we share a few things to help you Uh, try to link this stuff together, link this training, nutrition, and cycle stuff together. And we actually start our conversation talking about coaches and how we really believe that understanding the metabolism and the menstrual cycle is key as a coach if we really want to help support our female clients to get stronger and healthier. So that's where we start today's episode. We start by talking about how coaches can support their female clients better. We then go on and we chat about the metabolism, the cycle, and how they actually impact our training. So we speak about the physiology. Janine shares how she supports women to have energy and get the most out of their training. We talk about the most unstable time for a female to train, how to be more strategic with our training and our food to get better results. Uh, key signs to look for to tell us that our training is too stressful for us uh, and how, you know, how we can check in with our body, you know, what that looks like and then meet our body where it's at and why that's really key if we want to get the results that we want in our training. And we chat about so much more. I really could speak to her and Josh on a daily basis Uh, you know, this, our physiology and this stuff can be complex, but, you know, we've been in this work for a really long time now and we're on the other side and it actually is pretty easy. It's pretty simple. We just really need to get clear, you know, on the state of our body, the system, uh, get clear on what it is we actually want out of our training and is our training actually working for us right now? Uh, and, you know, are we eating enough to actually support our training? Okay, so enjoy today's episode. Uh, It was such a pleasure to sit down with Janine and chat about women and training. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. I believe the quality of our cycles determines the quality of our training and lives. And I believe lifting weights, knowing our cycles and training with them is the future of women's training. 
Each week on the podcast, myself and other professionals will talk about how to know your cycle, eat to support your physiology and training, and how to train smart so you can finally get the results that you want in your training. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Definitely be a a very supportive um, insight for these coaches when they're working with women, particularly because women are like ready to kill themselves in order to get to this space that they want to go. And, you know, I have so many clients who will just beat themselves into the ground and then judge themselves and shame themselves for not being able to get where they want to go. Yet their bodies are saying, no, stop, you know? So yeah, I agree with you. I I absolutely agree with you that there's so much opportunity there. Yeah. So I think, I reckon we should talk about that today and kind of, of course it, you know, it it leans into the space of women and, and, you know, they, they can get a lot out of it, but I feel like there's so many coaches out there that are, yeah, they just don't, they're not having these conversations or they're not taught this, you know, which is totally. And there's a mentality. I think there's yeah. a mentality as well in the gym, right? And, you know, you're, if you can, if you can beat somebody up harder, you're the cooler trainer or whatever <laughs> coach, you know, and that's, we're in a place in this world that that's just not the answer at this, at this stage of the game. So yeah, let's chat about it. Are we okay. up and going right now? Um, no, we'll start right now. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Okay. So today we're going to talk about uh, training and females and female physiology and the cycle, our hormones and the metabolism. (laughs) And we're going to try and fit all this in, in like 40 minutes. (laughs) But I think we we can can do it. it. Yeah. I think we can do it because I think the, the more simplified we keep it, the better it is for everybody. Right. So we'll just, let's go for it. Yeah. And I was also thinking this the other day, like a thought came into my mind when I was training around, you know, often say that this stuff is like really challenging and really mysterious and it can be really complex and our physiology can, but it's also quite easy when you're on the other side of it. Yes. Yes. It can. It is. We make it a lot more complicated by again, trying to move outside of ourselves to reach this goal. Right. When, if we could just kind of shift gears a little bit, tune in and, you know, check in with ourselves. Where is my body right now? What is it expressing? Where am I in my cycle? Because I feel like so many women even coming into their cycle, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm feeling very, you know, moody. I'm like ready to kill somebody. I can't, you know, I can't even get into the gym. Da, 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 da. And they're like, Oh, I started my cycle. Like don't even have any awareness that their cycle's coming you know, or where they are in that phase to, again, assist the process and be a little bit more in in alignment with their training during different phases of their cycle, for sure. Yeah. 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 So I, today I'd love for us to, I kind of, it's like two pronged, like we were just saying before we, we started the recording that for me, there's a piece around coaches, you know, and helping coaches be better coaches, you know, really helping their female clients get, you know, get their results and, and build this awareness and, you know, understand their menstrual cycle and their metabolism. Cause they're two big key things that they, you know, you need to know as a coach. And then the second piece is, 
yeah, well, we can, you know, combine together and us being on the other side, you know, simplify it for women that are, you know, right now feeling like they're so challenged and they're mm-hmm. not sure, you know, how to train or, yeah. So I, I think we could touch on both of those. Sure. Yeah. I think that that's great. (laughs) Where do you want to begin? Where do we begin? Uh, Let's begin with the coaches. Uh, And I think that as a coach, we need to know these two things. We need to know the cycle and we need to understand the metabolism. So why Mm -hmm. don't we talk about that? Like, simply uh, and why those two things are important for them to know as coaches coaching females Mm -hmm. well you know for me I think that a there's different things that are happening during the different phases of the cycle right like we have this follicular phase of the cycle where estrogen is this 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 uh, kind of building hormone is happening it's building through that phase and then we have ovulation where now there's a new phase where there's this opportunity for implantation we're creating space where we're developing a womb that is going to be um uh built up for this possible birth or life that's going to grow right and manifest and then we have this building of progesterone that helps to support the growth of that or that implantation so we have this new hormone that is very thermogenic so i'm going to go back to estrogen where it's really um uh what's the word i'm like hypothermic right it's kind of it keeps us a little colder every we always see temperatures i'm going to kind of speak in relation to metabolism and the cycle so that we can relate the two and we'll always see temperatures a little bit lower during this phase, right? And then we see ovulation, we get this peak where progesterone starts to build. It's a very thermogenic hormone. And again, creates the stage for the, the, the womb uh, for implantation and, and, and growth. Um, and then we get to the end of that cycle and everything just shuts down, right? And everything is at your baseline. Now, metabolically speaking, you know, when our bodies are in a state of low energy, which a lot of people are today, and we can identify that by how do we wake up in the morning, body temperature and pulse is a really easy way to assess this, right? Do I wake up within a norm, 97.8 to 98.6? And we're going to see these fluctuations. So follicular, you're probably going to come in a little bit below the norm perfectly normal. Ovulation, this is why we use body temperature and pulse for fertility, right? You're going to see that temperature come up in relationship to progesterone, which is very thermogenic. So metabolically speaking, if we're in that lower temp and we tend to stay in that area, you know, when we start to see 96s, below 95, even mid 96, 97, we know that there's an energy system issue, right? The body doesn't have any fuel in the tank. And we, and we don't have fuel in the tank, that becomes a stress for the body. And automatic, if we don't have energy, the only other option is inflammation, right? If we're not building energy, we're, we're building inflammation. So it's a very stressful state for the system. And, um, and that matters when we speak to the HPA axis, how the brain is communicating to the bodies, to the adrenals, to the production of our stress or sex hormones, right? And being able to even produce them. So there's a lot happening there, Amy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And we need to understand these things because we can become a little bit more aware of what is proper training during these different phases, right? So yes, we're naturally gonna be lower 
in this follicular phase, but we also have this added component of chronic stress in the system that really creates a deficit that needs to be acknowledged, not only for the purpose of not placing greater demand on the system when there's already a stress in the system, right? But also to be able to uh, meet our bodies where they are, where it is and support them in that, in that process, right? So I, 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 hope, I don't know if that all made sense. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, but we have to be able to look at the two and I think come into a place of, okay, well, here I am energetically from an energy perspective. Here I am in my cycle, right? I'm really, really depleted. My hormones aren't necessarily producing in the way that they're supposed to be producing. And how does that feel in my body? So we kind of have to pull all these different prongs together and then create again that level of awareness that allows us to say, hey, this is where I'm going to train today. I'm going to maybe go a little bit more working in versus working out, right? I'm going to maybe take longer breaks or I'm going to um, do less weight, not put the added pressure of progression on my shoulders right now, right now, I'm just going to maybe stay here, right? And this is really important for coaches to understand because they need to have this conversation with their clients. They need to understand, like when somebody comes in for a training session, where are you today, right? How are you feeling? What did you notice when you woke up? How did you sleep last night? Where are you in your cycle? Like these are conversations that should be having, being had with women in the gym on a regular basis, especially when they're working alongside a coach or not right? We should be having those conversations with ourselves as we're going into the training and gym. Yeah. 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 And I think as, you know, a coach, we can, we can just start this conversation and create it and then empower our female clients to know their cycle, to understand, you know, where they are. I think the key thing for a coach is to know that, you know, our hormones change during the cycle. (laughs) They change during the cycle, but they also they can, they're so reactive and unstable when metabolically we're in a deficiency, right? So if we, the, but I always tell women, the more you can create stability within the system, the more your hormones are going to be able to regulate themselves, right? So that's always the goal there is how do we begin to do that and create that regulation versus this old idea of let me push myself harder to get to this goal faster. I think that whole concept needs to be thrown away. (laughs) We're just not living in that world any longer, you know, and we really have to begin to shift our attention away from, um, caloric deficit, beating ourselves into the ground, working harder versus working smarter. Like these are just not things that, that, that are going to work any longer, in my opinion, in a perfect world. Yes. But not in this, I'm sorry. (laughs) Our world is anything but perfect as we know it right now. Yes. Right. So, Yeah. yeah. And it's the, like, it's the linking of the three. That is the biggest challenge. Like how do we link this training, this nutrition or our metabolic health and the cycle piece. And Mm -hmm. often I don't even really touch on the cycle piece at the start because it's the training, you know, doing the wrong type of training. that's not supporting the physiology or the state that they're in, you know, overtraining. And then it's the food piece, like the metabolism and their system is so stressed that if we Mm -hmm. look at the training piece, we look at the nutrition piece, often we can then start to support the cycle. You know, we come from this place of no cycles or really irregular cycles or a lot of PMS stuff or hormonal Mm. issues 
that that starts to like regulate itself if we really look at these two um you know two other pieces absolutely and we can we're talking nutrition uh, metabolism and training but we want to kind of broaden that out into all aspects of our life right because it's so much bigger than just that but you're right if we can focus our attention on what's happening in the body and the demand being placed on it oftentimes everything else is going to regulate itself and that's the beautiful thing about this whole idea of pro-metabolic eating, right? Because we're working with the physiology, we're supporting the body where it is, we're giving it what it needs when it needs it. So when we even talk about, you know, um, cycles and hormones and, and training, how are we nourishing our body before we go into a training session? How are we nourishing our body when we come out of a training session? And how does that change on days that we're not training? Like the calm, it's just, it gets bigger and bigger, right? <laughs> but I think that you know, the idea of going into training sessions without having been fueled, right? Like a lot of women will go in and train in the morning because that oftentimes that's the only time that they have to do this. Well, I will say to you that the most unstable time for a woman in her day is when she wakes up in the morning until noontime, because we do have this deficit, this deficit, right? And we have to, that, so when we think about that, think about your energy tank, your fuel system, your bank account it's in the red, it's below the red, it's been borrowed against multiple times, right? And now we're going to go to the gym and we're going to push harder on it. Well, that's going to create a whole, excuse my friend, shit show for the rest of the day, right? Because what's going to happen is you're going to be chasing your blood sugar all day long, trying to catch, trying to find some level of satiety. So a lot of women will just be hungry all day long, or they'll get to the end of the day and they'll have these big meals because they're starving. This is kind of what it looks like, just so people get an idea. Um, where we want to be a little bit more strategic against this and how do we put some energy into the tank? And if this is the only time of the day that we can work out, A, where are we in our cycle? But B, um, how, do I, how do I surround this in the best possible way, right? Maybe I need to modify a little bit the timing where I'm going in. Maybe I can give myself another hour so I can get some more st stabilizing, substantial or, or uh, satiating foods in my body that create a longer burn and give me the energy to do that and then come home and do the exact same thing. We got to anchor on both ends to be able to create that hormonal stability, to be able to recover in the right way from those workouts and not create a greater demand on the system, right? That's always so important. And it's a very hard thing to do because when we talk about all of this, it all requires planning. Yeah. It requires prepping. It requires understanding what's going on in your day, right? So it's, it's, it's not hard. It can be done, but we have to slow it down a little bit and wrap our heads around what's going on, right? Like I had a client, um, that I've been working with uh, here and there. She came from another program that I worked on with a, another practitioner and CrossFitter, trains hard, really loves her training. She's just all about it. Um, I had a few sessions with her. She really leveled out, but anytime she had to pull back on her training because her training was just completely, it was a blocking factor for her. And, you know, we have this idea of where we are in our training. And where we should be because we've been there for so long. So to take a step out of that and say, oh, wait, I can't do this. I can't do what I've been doing any longer. My body's not letting me do it. Like we've met that threshold, right? And um, 
that's a hard hit to the ego. It's a really hard hit to the ego to be able to step back and say, Hey, wait a second. I've got to shift gears here. And, um, so we, we, we laid the groundwork. We set her up. She was feeling better. She was starting to sleep again at night. She was challenging her potential. Like how, how much could she do? How much could she get away with? Right. And this is what we all do in our healing process. We're going to challenge it to the umph degree because that's just being human. What can we get away with until we can't get away with it any longer and everything comes crumbling down around us. Right. So she played with that and she challenged it and she hit the wall again and was just devastated, right? Just devastated. And she says, you know, how long is this going to take? Because we don't have a real idea of how long it takes to recover the system, right? And I said, I think you're really touching on something important here is the factor of time. We didn't, it didn't take us, you know, a couple of weeks to get her a couple of months, even a couple of years for many of us, it's been decades that has led up to this process or where we are now in our, in our healing. And um, if your goal is to meet your body where it is to continue to pay attention, check in with yourself, what do you need? When do you need it? And to be able to begin to plan and prep around that long story short, I get an email from her yesterday. She's like, I've had my, I got my cycle for the first time in a year. She's like, I know I'm on the right track now. And I just said, isn't it beautiful to get these little reminders that yes, you are on track, even though you feel like it's never, you're never going to get there. Right. It's kind of like Josh and I always talk about the, the Chinese bamboo tree. What's the whole story of it, right? You plant this seed and <clears throat> you water it and you water it every day. You go out there and you nurture the seed and you know, a year passes and there's nothing there and two years passes and there's nothing there. And all of a sudden after, you know, five years, this huge stock grows to the, you know, and so the underlying to be able to support that is the foundation. And that's always what we're talking about is how do we strengthen that foundation to create something that we can move from. Right. Yeah. 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 And so with her, and then also with a lot of your female clients, what, what are you seeing when it comes to their training, like some key signs that their training and what they're doing is not working for them? Sleep. Yeah. Sleep is a huge one. Sleep, um, uh, skipping cycles, um, having severe PMS, um, mood issues, irritability. Uh, they can't, they can't drop one pound, even if they tried, you know, so they're just beating themselves up against the wall, just trying to get to this place where they just aren't making any movement. And in addition to that, suffering with their sleep, their cycles, their moods, all the things that come along with that, right? So they're just out of their minds, essentially. Um, and, 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 and it's terrible to see that happen. But that is probably the biggest thing when we're up against depletion and demand, right? Is the first thing that's going to suffer is your sleep, for sure. And we have a lot of muscle wasting, um, not ability to put to produce muscle, those types of things or other things that we see. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some key signs that as a coach, you can be looking for and asking your female clients and you yes. need to know these things because if you are working with a female or even as a female, you know, who trains and you are seeing these key signs, it's telling you that the, the training's not working or there's something wrong with the system. Uh, and, you know, it's so hard, I think for them, because, 
you know, initially they can go and train hard. They can do their high intensity training and they can get results and it really works for them at the start. And so a lot of females hold on to that. They hold on to their, no, but it was, it worked before. Mm -hmm. So it's going to work again if I keep going harder or longer or (laughs) faster or, and, and at the end and during that entire process, we're deepening and deepening and into this dysfunctional pattern, right. And ingraining the, the the neurology that neurologically, the system is being ingrained into this dysfunctional pattern where now it's that much harder to come out of. Right. So I was speaking to a female client the other day and I was saying, you know, when you do this, because she's just focused on the training, focused on the training, focused on the weight, focused on how she looks and that's okay. But, and I always say there's opportunity in that. Like, why is that always the defining factor and being a female and having gone down that path? I understand it, right? We have belief systems, we have conditioning, we have all kinds of things that are layered on top of this. Um, I said, but in all reality, if we see how your body's responding, so I'm just going to speak from temperature and pulse. When somebody's training and they come out of a out of a workout and they gauge or assess their temperature and pulse and it drops below norm, so we see a decrease in the temperature. We always know that nutritionally there's not enough support in the system, right? If we see an elevated pulse 30 minutes after a workout without recovery, the temperature might be normal. We're seeing that the intensity of the workout is too elevated. So this is a great way for people to assess themselves to whether or not their workouts are working, right? When we continuously see this drop with her, like you're doing it because you love it and you want this goal. You're reaching this goal. I said, but there's no way you're going to reach that goal (laughs) when your recovery is constantly looking like this, like you're just working against yourself. It doesn't even make any sense, right? Like you, we have to shift, we have to shift how we're doing this and be a little more gentle on ourselves. And, and again, it's, it's a repeated conversation. And as coaches, I think even when, when I was doing training, cause Josh and I were both personal trainers at one point, um, you could say something to somebody a million times and it's not until the million and one time that they're actually going to hear it. Right. And I truly believe that part of that is just the healing process. We're going to hear what we're ready to hear when we're ready to hear it. And that's all that there is to it. You know, you can say it 10,000 different ways and it just isn't going to click until it's ready and it's time for that. But I think as far as coaches are concerned, nutrition, what's going on in this person's life. And, you know, as you're coming into developing a relationship with somebody, that's a hard conversation to have up front, right? But the signs to be aware of is there has to be a little bit of a history and intake of where are you coming from? What are your goals? What is your, you know, your, your past training look like? What's worked? What hasn't worked? Like those conversations can give you a ton of information about where somebody is so that you can build them up to that place where they want to go versus sacrificing. And as that relationship develops, we can begin to go a little bit deeper, right? Like, Hey, you know, why don't you just take, take your morning temperature before you come into train? And let's just talk about that. You know, no, you're, you know, how are you feeling? Like Josh and I always use this, um, GYR, you know, the green, yellow, and the red and the green is I've slept all night long. I'm feeling good. I might be in my follicular phase, like mid follicular energy is pretty decent. And this is going to vary from one person to the next. You know what I mean? It's not always that way. Some people have experienced very different things in their follicular phase. Um, but you know, again, all of these things are in place. I've nourished my body the day before I slept. My energy is good. 
Um, I don't have a ton on my plate for the day. You know, it's just kind of time that we can work a little bit harder. Go for your workout. That's what you had planned. Go do it. Right. Why is, uh, didn't sleep all that well. Yesterday was a really stressful day for me. Um, I might not have gotten my nutrition in place where I needed it to be. I might've skipped a meal or two, whatever the case may be. Maybe I'm going to pull back a little bit and just do something a little bit lighter, right? Like this might be longer rest periods or, um, lighter weights or just doing more of a yoga working in session, whatever it might be for that person. Um, that's our yellow days. And then red is, I haven't slept. I feel like shit. I can barely get out of bed. You know what I mean? I, yesterday just killed me. Like, no, we're just either going to go for a nature walk. We're going to just do something simple at the gym. This is again, a nice, more, more restorative type of a day. Cause movement is important, right? It's critical for us, not only from a physical aspect, but an emotional aspect, right? So we never want to say, don't do it. We just want to create the environment to do it in a way that isn't going to continuously compromise. Right. Yeah. It's, it, we need to reframe that, you know, how we think about training to like, I'm going to go and smash myself and work out six days and then just do nothing on the seventh. And you know, we need to reframe it as a practice, you know, exactly. this, it's a training practice and that within that practice, there can be hard, intense days. There can be heavy lifting. There can be like strict gymnastic strength. There can be walking. Mm -hmm. There can be mobility. There can be just stillness. Like it's an actual practice. Um, And there's no like one way or right way. It's where am I at? What color am I? What are my temp and pulses? What are those key signs saying? Mm-hmm. And that will tell you what you should pull on within that practice. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's some, for some people, you know, I think for most people, it's a daily check-in. It's let me wake up. Here's what I have planned for the day. Here's what, you know, my workout's supposed to be. Um, here's where I am. And then here's what I, let's be, let's be honest with ourselves. Here's what I can truly handle. Right. And like I said earlier, we're going to challenge that many different times. Right. And that's okay. (laughs) It's part of the learning process, but we will do it. But I think that that's, you know, for most people, if I were to say, how do you begin this is wake up, check in, whether it's reading temperature and pulse, or it's just, how do I feel? How did I sleep? How was my day before? You know, well, all of these variables matter. And then deciding from there, maybe this is what I had planned. Maybe it was a hard day. It was a full intensity workout day, heavy lifting, Um, physiologically, you don't want to go into heavy lifting, right? (laughs) When you're in that state, because it's such a tax to the nervous system. So, and even, I just want to touch on that really quickly, the rest days, and let's get to that in just a second, but yeah, just really checking in and saying, okay, um, yeah, where am I? It's just, it's that simple. It can be that simple, right? Yeah. And then, oh, maybe I need to, I'm noticing that my energy is really, really down or low or deficient. How can I dump some energy into the tank, gain some stability? And can I work out a little bit later in the day when I'm in a little bit more of a metabolic position with the support that I need to get what I want out of this workout? If I'm going to spend the time doing it, by all means, get the most out of it, (laughs) right? So, I mean, that's what I always say. There's no point in doing it otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah. 
it's the checking in, you know, and I say this often, you know, when it comes back to this cycle conversation, just because you're on a certain day, that doesn't really mean anything, you know, it's the, uh, you have to check in, you know, I've had some of my best training days when maybe we're not meant to feel our best, but I could tick all the boxes. I slept really well. Yesterday was, you know, a really good day. I ate really well. You know, maybe the sun's shining. I have been walking. My body feels good. And I checked in and I could be on day 26 or day one of my cycle. And then I've had some of my hardest or my shittiest days training on day like 14, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be, you'd be able to train. Yeah, my peak. And so this is what I love about, your work is this this constant checking in you know you have to choose to do that to notice to pay attention every day is different so can you get those tools and embrace them to learn how the body feels every day yeah and can you slow down enough to do that <laughs> right i think that that's yeah. the bigger thing is can i slow down enough to do that and um i'll be honest it's very hard it's very hard to do that, but it does. If you continue to do it and you continue to put it into practice, it will become just a natural part of your daily routine, right? But I think that that's first and foremost, where am I and how do I feel and what does that mean to my day and how can I be a little bit more intentional and purposeful with my decision-making for that particular day, Right. I think that that's such a critical piece. And, and, and like we said earlier, if we can just do that, Amy, the rest of it is going to begin to work itself out. Right. We see it all the time. I mean, I can't tell you how many women have gotten pregnant or cycles have started. I mean, I think I had a, a 50, I think, oh gosh, I think she was like 60 in her sixties. I think she was in her sixties. This was years ago. She got her cycle back. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. That's a beautiful thing, right? And she didn't think so. She was like, are you kidding me right now? Um, But it happened. And it's rare for somebody at that age for that to happen to. But that is the level of regulation. We weren't, we weren't, quote unquote, working to get her cycle back. Obviously, we were working to regulate her and it just came back right? Same as, you know, and then we see that over and over and over again in our practice. Yeah. But I think the only way we're going to do that and we're going to get those hormones balanced and regulated is to create that mindfulness, A, to know where we are in our cycle. And even if we don't, that check-in, that daily check-in will give us a lot of information, right? And then we can use those other tools of body temperature and pulse or just symptom assessment to say, you know, what, what am I capable of today? But also coming back to what I was going to say earlier, if you are somebody who struggles with sleep, who struggles with hormones, who struggles with energy, you you know, again, your tank is empty. So you might work out on a day and you're building your nutrition's in place. Everything is there, but you're still going to come in in a deficit to some degree, right? Which means the next day we want to allow for a little bit more replenishment, a little bit more building up before we go do it again, right? So for a lot of women, I always recommend, and if they're in those states, to allow yourself a a day of rest in between or just going for a light walk or doing some foam rolling, some stretching, some yoga, something that's a little bit more inner that doesn't take as much of a demand or plays that much of a demand on the body as it would going into the gym five days or six days a week. It's not necessary. 
You're going to get way more out of it and way more recovery. And you're going to be using your time much more effectively by giving it that space. Absolutely. Would you, I mean, I don't know what you've seen in your practice, but. Yeah. Yeah. When I start working with women that probably have been training for, you know, six days a week, this high intensity stuff, we strip them right back. They walk daily and they only train three times a week. Yeah. Yep. And that training is all going back to foundation stuff, like range of motion, stability, body weight, strength stuff. They're not hard, intense sessions as in we're not lifting a lot of weight. We're just coming back and building that foundation again. Um, And you have to, because the structure is not there. Yeah. Right. This is something that when Josh and I were doing a lot of um, exercise rehab, it was one of the things that really got to us. And we wanted to take our nutrition approach to a whole new level is because we had all the, we were, we were dealing with pathologies over and over spinal pathologies. And it was like, okay, we have this, our, one of our mentors um, always used to say, you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right. And that was kind of like, that's what we're trying to do every day is we have these people who are completely injured, yet we're trying to build them back up, yet there's nothing to build them back up with. Right. So let's, let's do this differently. (laughs) We have to do it differently. We have to get the resources there to be able to rebuild. And again, when we're in that low energy metabolic state, hormonally, we're just kind of depleted. Um, That's when injury happens right? But we will be pushing ourselves harder and harder. And those tissues, those ligaments cannot tolerate that level of impact and stress. And there will be injury that comes with that. Yeah. So common, pretty much uh, every woman that I start working with has had either chronic, like chronic pain, like back Mm -hmm. pain, hip pain, or injuries, like regular injuries all of the time that are stopping her from training consistently and getting results in her training. Uh, And that is a sign in itself. If you, you know, if you keep getting injured, it means the system's stressed. And it also means that you don't have a strong enough training foundation. Exactly. (laughs) Like what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing. Like you're doing all the sexy stuff that like you haven't earned the right to do that. (laughs) Um, And so, but it's so hard. And and the same thing with this food stuff and the noticing and and the listening and, and taking the longer way it's it's so unsexy but really it is sexy because in the end you get to build so much trust with your body and yes. you have so much confidence in it and then you get to build this proper training foundation which means that you're not in pain you're not getting injured and you can actually go and do some really cool stuff in your training and get really exactly. cool results exactly and just trusting that you can get there right because you will get there and I love what you're saying it comes back to the foundation again we have to have that to work from to get those gains. And I, and I love that because I, I mean, I have experienced in my own training, you know, it's just like you come back, you just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And you see those gains as you're building, you know, and she's like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, I was the girl that couldn't even run around the block during PE, yeah. you know, my, in my life. So to be able to see that level of gain in my own training process, and obviously I've had lots of fluctuations and my own injuries and things like that, because I'm here for a reason. (laughs) I've been down the path. I've been down the path of every single one of my clients. So um, I can speak to it both personally and professionally. And it's, it, it matters. It definitely matters. 
Yeah. And I think like, that's what we need, you know, as, as females, especially that we need someone, you know, we need a coach that's been there, you know, that can take this mysterious, messy, complicated stuff that is on the other side of it. And is actually like, no, it's actually, it is easy. You know, I can give you, I can give you the plan and I can support and we can rebuild the foundation together. It's just that it takes a longer time, which a lot of us don't want to do. It's not, I was also thinking about this on my walk yesterday before I was speaking, uh, we're going to do this today. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's like not lack of motivation. I just think people just don't have the capacity, the energy capacity to go the long way. They don't have the energy capacity and they don't have a clear path, path, right? It's just like with nutrition, it's just like, I'm going to go down all these paths because I don't know what to do. And then I'm going to become paralyzed because I don't even, nothing's worked and I don't, I'm, I'm so, I'm so far out of it that you, you lose the forest for the trees, right? You just, you completely lose focus of, of any way to get back into it. And, you know, taking those baby steps seems like, oh, God, like just more energy. Like, I'm just going to have to go do this and I'm not going to get what I want out of it. And it's just not going to be that fun. But, you know, again, part of that is the healing process. It's trusting, right? It's the, it's the desire. It's the consistency. It's all of those things that we need to be able to do that. And your body, the human body is fantastic. It's marvelous. It is, it is an absolutely incredible organism, right? That, that is just limitless in its capacity and what it can do. So if we can really anchor in that and we, and we, you know, I don't even, I mean, I remember studying cranial work and just the intricacies of the cranium and the bones and how they, how they work together. It's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like every single part of us serves a purpose in, in the whole structure, you know, and it's just a beautiful thing to see, but it also was very grounding in that, oh, wow, what we are capable of. Right. And so I think if we can drop into that a little bit more, let go of the pressure, let go of the, um, this idea of what is supposed to be, what was or what was, right? Yeah. Because oftentimes I'm having these conversations with women and they're talking 15, 20 years ago. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. You've had five children in this time, right? <laughs> well, this is a very different conversation. We've got, a, and this is all about being in the present moment as well, right? Yes, that was what was. So you're showing me what you're capable of right? It's even with women who have birthed multiple children, you're showing me how strong you are, right? And what you're capable of doing. So let's stay in those spaces. And let's just work with our body in this moment. Because like, as you were pointing out earlier, you build a stronger foundation, you gain the strength, and you will get back to those things that you love doing. But these, I think, again, coming back to just you know, how do we get our coaches to begin to have these conversations? And I think it's in baby steps. You know, it's just kind of, we need that intake. We need to understand who our client is, um, where they're coming from, because that in and of itself, like I said earlier, is going to give us a good idea of what we're working with. And then how do we slowly begin in a, in a very motivational way to, you know, kind of sprinkle in some of that sexy stuff, yes. but in a, you know, cause I think that when we're in that space, 
it doesn't take a lot to have to, to work hard, right? <laughs> so we can sprinkle it in without causing more stress or, or, or um, injury to the body. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If we, if we're building the foundation, right. And we have a plan and you have a really good coach that, you know, can help sprinkle that in it definitely, yeah, it definitely helps with, um, you know, the, the motivation for sure. I remember the, uh, a couple of months ago, I started working with a woman and she was doing her, her program and we checked in and she said, well, it's boring. It's really boring. And I'm like, I know, but we have to build the foundation. You know, she came from high intensity training, six days a week, just the classic, you know, profile that we, you kind of get the system was just so broken. All of these signs, you know, were popping out and, and I was like, yeah, like, but it has to be a little boring at the start. Like when I had my back injury every day, I just had to focus on my spine and my midline and that was it. And I had to show up and do the hard work. And the same with the food stuff. It is, you have to food log, you have to start to pay attention and, and it can be a little bit tedious and boring, but this information will build the trust. Uh, and, but I think you're saying something really important as well, because oftentimes remember if you're in an energy deprived state, you're in a stressed state, right? So there is a flooding in the system of these stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, these can make you feel really good, right? They're what, what doctors use to, pick you back up in a sense, right? I get the systems working again. So oftentimes, and we'll see this even metabolically nutritionally with our clients, as we begin to regulate the system, as we begin to reduce the stress, there's almost like this lethargy, this like idea of boredom or life is no longer fun anymore or because now we're not living on those stress hormones, right? So there's a little bit of that happening as well. But I think speaking to the same idea of what you're saying with this client, this is all part of knowing who your client is. So to keep the motivational factor, yes, we're going to bring it down quite a bit, but that sprinkling is also very important to keep that person in the game and showing them there is a different way while not compromising. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think both are true for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, there's a lot of pieces in that, but I think for a coach, for me, it's just starting to understand, just be curious around the cycle and the hormones and female physiology, be curious about the metabolism. You know, that is like when we're talking about training and we're talking about, you know, energy and getting results and changing body composition, you need to know about the metabolism. <laughs> you need to know about them. And it's not, you know, when we started having this conversation 15 years ago, it was like, okay, metabolism, fat skinny. That's all there is to it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's can your cells take the, everything that's coming in from the environment, both nutritionally, environmentally, emotionally, all of it, and produce energy? Can it do that? If it can't do that, then, like I said, it's in that, it's in that deficit. It's in that state that we can't do anything. It's breaking itself down. So now we've gone catabolic, right? And now we go from anabolic to catabolic every single day, but this literally, if we don't have any energy, we're unlocked in a catabolic state. We're breaking down then, and we're not able to build up even at sleep at rest. We're not able to build up because we're still in a kind of like a, um, a, uh, hibernated state. 
right? Yeah. Our body was just kind of slowing down and getting us through that, but we're not actually recovering. So, yeah. So yeah, I think those two key pieces just start understanding and getting curious about the menstrual cycle, the metabolism. And then for a female, looking for those key signs that you were speaking about, you know, mm-hmm. is what I'm doing actually working for me? And, you know, that's a hard thing, but you have to choose then to do it differently. You have to choose to slow down. You have to choose to like notice, and then you have to keep choosing like every day. <laughs> exactly. Well, what do they say the definition of insanity is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's continuing to do the same thing and, you know, and, 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 and this is not working. So we have to, and I think that that's important. And I think, again, a starting point is waking up tomorrow morning and saying, you know, where am I and what do I need for myself today? And what else do I have going on today? And how do I feel? And how can I modify, not throw away? You don't have to stop doing it. You just have to modify it in a, in a, whether it's the time you're doing it, the food around it, the the type of workout, any one of those things, right. Can be modified to work for you. Yeah. I like you. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the modification, but you can only do that when you, when you notice and pay when you attention. notice. Yeah. Exactly. And then the last thing I think we spoke about, which was really important is this, uh, like, having a plan, you know, having or working with someone that can take this, like the mysteriousness and, and the mess and the complexity and, and support you in that and create and helping you create this plan. Uh, I know that you have your, your group coaching programs opening again, isn't it? Yes, we have. We actually, uh, we just opened enrollment to the general public today. So we have been, you know, working with our, our, our VIPs. Um, but it is open now until, um, uh, well, class starts May 26th. We'll close enrollment a week before class begins and we'll roll out assessments then. But yeah, the group coaching is a fantastic way to begin to understand where you are. How do you begin to put these pieces together and create that rhythm and structure that your body needs in order to gain, right? Create gain versus that continuous breaking down and, and getting being stuck in that space of just depletion. How do we begin to fill the tank back up? Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I'll put the link to the program in the show notes, but they can also go to your page and it's there. I know Josh just posted, posted about it today. So yes, they can, they can either access it through um, at real food gangsters on IG, Instagram, or they can go to eastwesthealing.com and they can look up our group coaching there and they'll be able to join in. We are opening the group to 30 30 people. So the spots are going to get taken up very quickly. So if yes. you're into it, get it, get on it. Yeah. Um, because we like to be able to offer a little bit more of that individualized attention in our groups, because again, it's a big conversation and we want people to really walk away, learn, having learned about themselves. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Well, I'll pop the links. And yeah, if, you know, if you think about this triangle of like your training, your hormones and your nutrition, and it's, you know, just trying to work on one is hard enough, let alone trying to connect all three together. You know, it's, it can be really challenging. So I think the food piece, you know, is so important. This energy piece and this refilling the tank and looking at the stress in the system. Uh, So yeah, if you're feeling really lost with that, I would invite you to connect in with, with their program. They, Yeah. yeah. 
I will, I will say, and just kind of give a little bit of insight into that really quickly before we wrap up is that oftentimes, okay, so let's think about deprived energy, tank is empty, nothing in the tank, right? We, Josh and I always talk about logs and twigs, right? We always want, if you're, if you think about putting a log on the fire that you want this long sustained burn, right? This long level of satiety that we're looking for. Ladies, this is what you want, right? Oftentimes what we see are women throwing lighter fluid on the fire. <laughs> so we've got this burst of energy and then we're just down again, a burst of energy and we're down again. And what are your hormones doing when that's happening? You're up and you're down, you're up and you're down. You get this long sustained burn. Now you're leveling out, right? So we have to begin to change the conversation about food and this idea of weight loss and trying to eat these little snacky meals throughout the day, that would be the equivalent of throwing that lighter fluid on the fire. We need long sustainability to anchor and regulate. So I think that's, you know, a practiced thing, but it's definitely something that we talk a lot about in our programs and how do we achieve that? And how does that look different for each person based on their daily demands and energy needs? Yeah. Yeah. You want to, you want a beautiful, long, slow burning fire. Exactly. You I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you see it all the time. It's just yeah. like, poof, there it goes again. And yeah. it's just on this massive roller coaster. Yeah. The energy so, roller coaster. The energy <laughs> roller coaster. But we don't realize, you know, there's such a hard, it's hard to conceptualize or to link that to how it plays into our hormones. I don't think women really connect that dot, right? Is how does that affect my hormones? Well, any bit of energy dysregulation is speaking directly to, again, that whole HPA, GT access, right? And how we're producing that energy and how those sex hormones are being produced and regulated throughout the neurological system. And that is a system that gets shunted. It gets burned in. We, we adapt to it, right? So we have to slowly begin like, to train the body out of that stage. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool process. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. okay. Well, I will let you go because you yes. have, yeah, you have a call now. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, it's been such a pleasure being here with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for creating this space and having, having another conversation with me. I could literally talk to you both like every day and we could talk about something different. There's so much to talk about. Yes. And so many different layers, but um, until next time, we'll plan on that. Yeah. Until next time. (laughs) We'll have a good day. Thank you, Amy. You too. Bye-bye. You can listen to these episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Bye for now. Hey, Warrior Woman, I've created something very cool. Warrior School. Do you feel like you can't get the results that you want in your training? You don't know how to eat to support your training and cycle. And do those irregular or painful cycles actually stop you from training? I've worked with hundreds of women and have had thousands of conversations and most have struggled with at least one of these things, some all three, for years, sometimes even decades. Warrior School was birthed from what I have learned and experienced myself over the last 13 years about training, food, and the menstrual cycle. 
It's an individual coaching program and online community for women who want to get strong and learn how to train with their cycles. So if you're feeling lost and disconnected from your body, if you're feeling tired and confused, and you feel like you don't have a good understanding in how to train for you, I'm here to tell you that there's something you can do about it. Warrior School teaches you how to train smart to get results. You will learn to understand what works for you and it will feel really bloody good to train. I will also teach you how to eat to support your metabolism, training and cycle. Join this community of women who lift weights, track their cycles and train with them.